Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, and welcome to Everything is Fine, a podcast for women over 40. We are your hosts, Kim France. And I'm Jen Romolini. And we're just going to do a little check-in here like we do all the time now. Romolini, how are you? I'm a lot better. (laughs) (laughs) Good. I'm a lot better this week. Um, Saw some very uh, caring doctors last week, and I am feeling a lot better. Um, Not right as rain, but, you know, right. So um, thank you for being so supportive of me last week. I feel a lot better this week. I'm really glad. I'm really glad. Now, I have to tell you, the last time we spoke... Um, we discussed the Bo Burnham special on Netflix, which I had not yet watched, but now I have watched it and it just completely blew my fucking mind. Right? Yes. Like if I was a comedian right now, I would be like, that is the new Sergeant Peppers. Like that is the new like standard for like, yeah. a, a, for like comedy. He just, he did something entirely new. You know, it when I first started watching it, I was like, oh no, this is not, I'm not, I'm not watching. This is just too much. And then I kind of got into it and I was like, this guy is a crazy genius. Yes, it is. If I had the same feeling at first, I was like, oh, not for me. And then I was like, whoa, wait a second. I love it when things sneak up on you like that. Yeah. And the fact that he did it all on his own, that there's just this like independent artist, like creating this very unique and creative thing and really flexing all of their creative muscles. I I love I love it so much, but what I would be thinking if I was a comedian right now is because also I'm dark, I would be like, "Well, game over. There's no space for me." <laughs> you know? like, I mean, not only did he film it alone, he filmed it in one room in his home alone and did all of the effects and It's like, it's musical comedy, which I would never have thought I would have had, you know, would have found an audience in me. But these songs he composes, like the one about Jeffrey Bezos, the one about FaceTiming his mom, like I was, I was dying. 
I know. And then I kept being like the whole time, like, am I attracted to this man? Am I not attracted? Is this man hot? Am I, is he hot? And then there's a certain point where I was like, oh yes, he's hot. 100% <laughs> hot. For me, it was when it, the show's been going on for a while and it, they start showing him toward the end of filming and his hair's all long and he kind of looks like Jesus. I was like, oh yes. For me, it was when he was in his underwear, quite <laughs> honest. <laughs> I was like, oh yes, you are a man with parts and I find those parts attractive. <laughs> Anyway, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, it's a Netflix special by Bo Burnham. He is the guy who directed the great movie, Eighth Grade, that came out yes. a few years ago. Such a good movie. And he's just multi-talented. Maybe some of you will think it is weird and won't like it, but I think it just opened your mind a tiny bit, and, and, and it's really amazing. And then another thing I wanted to talk to you about, Jen, because I know it's been both of our, on both of our minds is how bad fashion is right now. <laughs> I mean, look, I can't, I don't want to wear any of these prairie dresses. I don't want to have spent 16 months inside of my home and wear a big lace bib and multiple tears and like a puffy, like I don't, I don't want to be on the prairie. I don't, or, or to be a sister wife, you know, no offense to anybody who is, who, uh, who is a, is sister, a sister wife, wife or whatever. <laughs> yes. But those big, what do they call the, 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 the collars on these lace collars that look like sister wives. It's crazy. Sister wives. Yeah, it does. It does. It looks like sister wives. And then on top of it, there's just like a big floofy sleeve, right? Yes. And and all these very like granny florals. And if you don't go that way, then the other option, because specifically we're talking here about dresses. I mean, there's a lot of bad style right now, but dresses are really the worst. Really? And then there's the tiered situation. Mm -hmm. How many fucking tiers can you put on a dress where is my body inside of these tears? <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's so true. Fabric is too much fabric is flattering to very few. It is. And, you know, I like a tent. Like, I like a structural, like, big garment. Mm -hmm. But this is, there's something about this that feels, there's something about fashion right now that feels wrong for the moment to me. Yes. It feels like this is a moment of exuberance and freedom and, you know, sort of busting out. And instead, it's just this dowdiness that I'm not really that into, though I'm, you know, I'm finding ways around it. You know, it occurs to me that all of the brands and designers who are making these ugly clothes design them during COVID. Like I that's was just how, thinking the same thing. Yes. Yes. It's a, it's, it's how the fashion cycle works. They have to have designed them during COVID. And I think they were all doing crazy guessing games about what people wanted to wear because nobody was buying anything. Right. 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 And it's a lot, it's a lot of like big pants. It's also a lot of big pants. It's just, everything's kind of big, but then, you know, then there's the things that like that probably it should be illegal for me to wear at this age, you know, <laughs> that I kind of want to wear. Like, I want to wear those, and I'm going to, and I already bought a couple, to be honest. <laughs> I want to wear those little, like, half-top tank tops. I'm into those with, like, a high-waisted skirt because it really is nice. It only shows the sliver, like, between, like, your rib cage and your belly button. It's like that. Most people have a good sliver right there. Sweetie, right? sweetie. Mm -mm. 
Mm. No, not above. Wait, not above the belly button. I'm Between. just. I'm just. I'm just thinking about the likelihood that I would wear what you're referring to, and you that wouldn't. That likelihood is nil. No, because one of the things that happens as as you become peri, as you become menopausal is that like I mean I always gained weight very um, proportionally, like your body just does weird fucking things when it gains weight in menopause it gains weight in places you've never gained weight before so that part of my body which was always pretty small is no longer without flab yeah i guess i guess that it's just like what well i guess i don't know i the thing is that look in particular i've talked to my my friends my plus size friends about and it seems it always felt like that was a universally flattering part of the body but you know what it might not be for everyone because everything's not universal i have been trying to work out speaking of things that are no longer flattering my weight is starting to move into my um arms in a weird way Mm. it's starting to so it's not even that it's moving there it's just that what is there is just like wanting to maybe start its own its own body it's starting to like try to run away from my from my arm (laughs) i feel like that's that's really funny that's really funny. Yeah, um, I I no longer wear sleeveless dresses. I hate being that person. I, I was reading on the internet about, oh no, it was a TikTok. There was this kind of funny TikTok from this woman who was like, I've been covering up my arms forever. I wear jackets in the summer. I'm tired of it. The world is just going to have to deal with my arms. And I admire, yes. I admire that. But I also recently saw a photograph of myself in which my arms were felt to me like they were as big as my head. I know. Yeah, I know. Our big arm, big arm syndrome. It's why everybody at our age, when we take photographs, everyone puts a hand on a hip. Yeah. You know, if you ever see this or like arms back, there's like yeah. all these like sort of America's next top model ways to like disguise it. I don't know. I'm still in that thing of like, who gives a shit? I'm really trying to be like, who gives a shit? But equally, I saw you in a sleeveless dress the other day and you looked great. And I said to you, are you wearing a tank top? You look great in a tank top. That's true, but you saw me. Okay, okay, fair enough. I know. I just, I'm just saying it. I think that it. I think that it's dysmorphia. I think it's worse in your head than it is in reality. But also, it's again about what are you? What's comfortable? Because it's going to get hot. Are you going to wear a fucking blazer? I'm what not going to wear. <laughs> well, I'm going to want wear one of my menagerie of shirt dresses. Okay. Because I think shirt dresses are the like the the shape that flatters me the most and maybe the only dress shape that flatters me and if i ever get married again i'm gonna have to figure out a way to like do it in a shirt dress i think or you could wear a suit true true could wear a white you could do like a bianca jagger white suit i love that that's a that's always a cool look you know the thing about that bianca jagger white suit is she was actually wearing a long skirt no you have google (laughs) it blown my mind up wow google it google it i'll google it she's wearing the she's wearing the really sexy suit jacket without anything on underneath it and then she's wearing a long skirt wow i always think of it as a white suit that's funny i know we all do we all do because but 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 i have i have investigated it because i you know that is such an iconic image of them getting married um yeah skirt skirt So we'll see. We have a fashion guest coming on soon, and we plan to discuss all the ugly fashion with her, so maybe she'll have some answers for us. 
Yeah, there are answers out there. You know, I've been, do you know what I've been buying? I've been buying things at Target quite a bit. <laughs> I've been quite, in, like, honestly, I forgot because I hadn't been in a Target in a long time. Target's got a lot of cute stuff, man. Really? And I'm so cheap. Yes. Well, they just had that whole, I'm forgetting the name of the designer. Oh, my God. But I bought this incredibly cute dress. They had, like, one of those capsule collections or whatever they do. What are they called when they do them with a, with a fancy designer? I think they call them capsule collections, right? right. Collaborations okay. or... Collaborations. Anyway, um, I bought a dress from a recent collaboration, and... It was so, it was $50 and it is such a cute dress. It's got like a, a checked pattern on it. And I wore it to my kids' um, elementary school graduation last week. And I got more compliments on this $50 Target dress than I'd gotten in anything, on anything for years. So I'm back in Target. You know what? Because I'm cheap. Our, our former coworker, Gigi Guerra, is very instrumental in doing those collaborations. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I forgot, I forgot. Sometimes you just like forget things exist. And I was like, oh, that's right, Target. You know, that's funny. You know what I did over the weekend? I was in the, su- I was in the suburbs in Connecticut and I went to a mall. Oh. I went to a, a really nice, you know, very sparsely populated mall. Um, and I went to the Sephora there. And it was, it was, I hadn't been to a Sephora in ages and I hadn't been to a mall for like years. And it was just a quality experience. Was everybody, so was it nice? Was it, oh, were there fewer people in there? Because the worst thing about Sephora is I want some space in a Sephora and I feel like it's always mobbed yeah. and there's just people all over you. Was, were there fewer people? Was it like a relaxing experience? It was a very relaxing experience. There was practically no line to check out. Um, it, there, were, there were a multitude of people helped me. Oh. It was really good. And I have to talk about one product which I'm feeling very good about these days. And that's my Kosas um, Tinted Face Oil. Yesterday, I, w- I, I didn't have it for a couple weeks. I ran out of it. And I started using my old foundation, which is by a brand I won't mention. And I used the Kosas again on Sunday for the first time. And when I talked to you on Monday and I was wearing it, you were like, did you get work done? I did. I asked you if you got fillers. Yeah. <laughs> Because it your just, face looks so dewy and like just it looked amazing. It <laughs> makes you like if you feel like your collagen is not happening anymore, like this stuff makes it look like you've got some like collagen in your skin still. It's just so good. I just love it. Yeah, I'm super psyched about. I'm super psyched to try that. Actually, that was like a very like I, I am definitely going to order that as well because I'm looking for something like that that has like a little bit of coverage, but also makes you look dewy. I really, it was really noticeable even through the Zoom or whatever, the FaceTime we were on yesterday, how good that product was. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all for it. We'll put it in the show notes for those of you who are interested. Totally. Um, the fact that you named our episode Hot Late, I mean, Middle-Aged Lady Summer Notwithstanding. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm, if I see another Hot Girl Summer headline, I think I'm gonna throw something. Hot facts. You mean, you don't mean hot girl summer. You mean the derivatives of hot girl summer. Hot vax summer. Is that what you mean? Or yeah, just hot no, girl? that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Hot vax summer, hot sex summer, hot everything that's like post vax hot lady is really yes. beginning to, 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 to irritate me. 
Well, it's like anything else. It's like it's like when your kid tells you the same knock knock joke too many times, <laughs> and you're like, okay, we, the joke was funny the first time. Well, I loved hearing it three, four, five, seven, but like we're done with the joke. It's the same thing. Everyone's sort of like. Everyone's clinging on to that meme. I mean, I think, you know, when Megan the Stallion came out with that song in 2019, like, that was a cool moment. Hot girl summer, let's be sexy, let's have fun, let's be free. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's obviously at this point forced. Um, and that was why I named our episode a couple <laughs> weeks ago, Middle-Aged Lady Summer, because I just... I thought I thought it was funny to to pile on that joke. No, no, no. It was funny. I just think like are all these women going to be like, "Oh, I have to go have a hot girl summer." Oh, you think the pressure to have a hot girl summer is well, um yeah. Or just like the just like what does a hot girl summer look like if you've been instructed to have one? I have no idea, but I I suspect it it it, it requires like wearing a lot of those crop tank tops I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was thinking the other day about like because I was actually thinking about like hot girl summer and like just being a girl, like feeling like a girl, which I don't feel like anymore in any way. And that I felt like a girl for a long time. Like I think I felt like a girl into my 30s. But I was thinking about like I'm not quite there yet, but there is a thing like, you know, of being like an older person, not a girl and being like, you know, in my day, I was a looker, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> like, because like, I don't feel like it, an, an object anymore, which is, is amazing. But you could see how, and it's also a performance. What we're talking about here, Hot Girl Summer, is a performance of sexiness, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess there's something of just feeling sexy, but mostly I think it's a performance, especially if it's on social media, et cetera, et cetera. And you get to a certain age where you don't need to perform anymore and that's great and that's liberation. But if you don't get there, there is that that sort of grandma, like, I used to be a, you know, I used to be in it, you know, it's like that thing. I was a great beauty. Do you remember that? It's from, it's it's actually from a, from a Woody Allen movie. but I, I have not canceled this line because I thought it was funny. Like the old lady goes, I was a great beauty. And her sisters go, she was a great beauty. <laughs> yes, yes. It is that it's a little, it's a little bit Sunset Boulevard. It's a little bit, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's a little bit all of it, like letting go of the, of the looks and like, but you know, and it kind of is like cool mom too gets into it too because a lot of moms are still like trying to be cool and hot and hip, and it's all it's all about the surrender that we keep talking about. Um, which I feel, which I feel like reasonably comfortable with at least today. You know, yeah, like yeah, I really like the fact that I never feel sexually vulnerable anymore, ever. Yes, I felt so sexually vulnerable in my twenties and thirties and teens. That's a cool feeling. It is a cool feeling. And I feel that too. And that, and that is great. The thing is, what I want to be able to do, and I realize this is my choice, I want to be able to still participate in feeling sexy and free and sort of walking down a street feeling those things. I don't want that to be oh, taken no. away from me. By you all know? means. By all means. That gets to stay. You know, I want that to stay. You know, I once read something um, about the country of France and how in France, every person is somebody's sex object. 
And you can just kind of tell that by looking at them, no matter how old they are, they're somebody's sex object. And I think that's real. I mean, I think this whole idea that, you know, I mean, I feel seen. I don't feel as invisible as I think I did when we started this podcast. But I also, like, I don't try to do what I do in a young way anymore. No, and that's it. That's the balance and the adjustment, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I want to be able to just feel like the air on my skin and to feel just all of those feelings I had. Like I remember distinctly walking around New York in the summer as like a a 27 year old woman and just, you know, a tank top with no bra and a flowy skirt and a pair of sandals and just feeling just completely in my skin and feeling really good. And that had nothing to do with being sexualized or being about men or, or anybody who was looking at me. It had to do with me. And that's what I want to hold on to. Not the performance of hotness, but mm-hmm. the real feeling of just comfort in your skin and just the sensation of everything about that's good about summer, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, well, we have an excellent episode today. We've got Joanna Going, who is a career actress, um, and she's got some really interesting insights. I liked this episode a lot. I like this episode a lot, too, and it's a window into a world that I know really very little about, so it was cool to talk to somebody who's been working as an actress for as long as she's been working as an actress, you know, 30, 40 years, mm-hmm. and just see how that business has changed and, and how how she adapted quite frankly i thought that was really interesting so i'm i'm excited for listeners to hear this let's do it all right our guest today is joanna going joanna is a longtime actress best known for her work on house of cards and mad men where her character memorably propositioned don draper and his wife megan for group sex she also co-starred in the movie wyatt earp In the 80s, Joanna starred in the soap opera Another World and has guest starred on shows like Sin City, Columbo, Law & Order, CSI, Law & Order SVU, and many others. She most recently starred in the CBS true crime show Interrogation. Welcome, Joanna. Hi. Thank you. I thought it would be interesting to chat with you because you've been earning a living for a long time in Hollywood, and now you're my age, exactly, 57. And I'm Mm -hmm. curious what has changed for you, both for the better and the worse. Hmm. (laughs) Oh, there's a long list. Um, Well, the first half of my career, I was in New York. I I, I lived in New York for 20 years, Mm -hmm. so I would... You know, I didn't live in Hollywood. I didn't want to live in Hollywood. I would come out here for auditions or jobs, and um, and I, you know, would also do theater. So that that was a very different kind of uh, life. And just being in New York was a different different kind of life. The second, then I I um, had my daughter when I was forty, so I kind of took a step back for a little bit, and then when I was trying to you know get back get it get the engine going again post divorce um uh you know every everything was different everything was faster um you know technology the turnaround on on uh, you know on auditions to you know you'd get the call go in the next morning that was all faster i hadn't really uh worked out of Los Angeles, you know, completely. And, um, that, that was different. Like, you know, 
learning all the new people. The people were getting, the casting people were getting younger and younger and younger and younger. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, I wasn't walking into a room of people who, who kind of I knew or who had, you know, seen me around for a long time. So it was just, it was about reintroducing myself. Um, and I was pretty pretty scared about it pretty pretty at the you know after my divorce at the the idea that oh I have to completely uh, earn my living again um I was pretty concerned about it um and then uh it was um you know getting mad men was it really kind of set me off again I, I, you know kind of made me noticeable again and it was such a divine role yeah what was that what was that like what was that like it was a great role and what a great show to have a role on yeah yeah um yeah I was thrilled I had auditioned for Mad Men a couple times over the years um and uh and you know just he Matthew brought me in again and um and you not you don't know very much about what you're doing. I didn't even know what the character was. Um, I actually was auditioning with sides from another character that I had auditioned for and didn't oh, get. Wow. And um, so, you know, then it's, then you find out what it is and it was hilarious and fun and I got amazing clothes. That was the, mm-hmm. the most thrilling to, to, you know, be in the the costume department and try on this they have warehouses full of the vintage clothes and that was thrilling How fun. and uh you know it was it was really fun is that your favorite role you've ever done um I no <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the favorites um but my favorite role I've ever done was um kingdom and mm-hmm. it was uh, a family drama set in the world of MMA that was my favorite um I was uh, the ex-wife of the gym owner, the, the uh, Frank Grillo played um, a former MMA star who now ha- uh, had a, his own gym and was a trainer. And uh, we had two sons who were fighters and we were long exchange- estranged because I was also a heroin addict and a prostitute. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I wonder, as you were talking, I couldn't help but thinking, you know, all of our businesses change so much, right, over the course of our careers. And I feel like something, you know, like media or like entertainment, like everything's changed, right? Even you were just talking, it's on this channel, but you can't find it, but you can. Mm -hmm. So, and you're talking about really pivoting, you're doing the same thing, but you're, you're sort of pivoting and adapting into the new rules of the game like what is that like and how do you do that how do you seek out the tools to adapt to the new way of of auditioning to the you know to having all these streaming services like what was that experience like as a woman in your 40s well Getting hip to the technology, um, you know, I, I think I was a few steps behind because I took that little time off where I was, I didn't, you know, quit the business, but I just wasn't doing as much because I had my my daughter in, uh, in school. And I think the biggest thing is social media. That's the, 
you know, the biggest change apart from there being, I mean, great, there's more work because there's more platforms. Right. Um, so that's, you know, wonderful. And, and also platforms that offer us the more freedom, like, uh, you know, for, for kingdom, there were no rules. It's a very, um, you know, extremely R-rated show. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, to have that kind of freedom of, of language and of, of body and nudity and, you know, um, that, that was, that's great that there are so many more places to, um, to create work that, uh, you know, doesn't have these strictures on it. Um, but social media is a huge thing and a, a, a very big adjustment for me. Um, I wasn't even on Facebook before, uh, before Kingdom, um, which was only, we, we started making Kingdom in um, uh, 2014. We finished in 2017. And then, okay. uh, you know, it was on again in this past year. And... Um, I remember being being on the set with Tucker, Jonathan Tucker, and Nick Jonas, who played my other son, that Nick Jonas, um, <laughs> and and we're you know taking some pictures, and um, you know a lot of times you're on sets and you're it's like no pictures allowed, no, but then I realized everybody around was taking pictures and that they were posting them, and and I had got I had started an Instagram account, but it was very private. I, I, it wasn't public. It was private. I, you know, it was just like me and my friends, and um, and so I'm standing there with with Nick Jonas, and he's like, "Well, I can't find you on Instagram." It's like, "Oh, it's this one. I'm private." And he's like, "He's like, you need to go public." I was like, mm -hmm. "Oh, I do." It's like you need to go public. <laughs> and, yeah, you need to and, be a brand, right? Yeah, and then, you know, it was like, okay, and you need Twitter, and you need Facebook, and, and I had a friend who was pretty savvy with all it, so she sent me, got me all going with it, and, and um, I was really intimidated by it all. I wanted to ask you about ambition, because we hear a lot about women's ambition diminishing as they reach middle age. Has doesn't sound like this has been the case for you, but is, if it has, how did you work to combat that? Uh, I definitely feel like I, I feel that I feel that <laughs> that is okay. the case for me. <laughs> I'm not. I you know I'm I I'm I'm not real driven. I think I I um as we were talking before I gone through this sort of physical change with my hair um as you know kind of see like well let's see what happens if I do this you know and I I also trying to figure out okay what what am I you know for 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 so many years I was the long-haired brunette and um you know I was never really a, the sex object. I was sort of the more the, you know, true girlfriend or the, you know, but um, but just trying to figure out where do, where do I fit? I I I'm always being sent up for these like kind of sharky business women mm -hmm. in suits, right? Right. And I I do the auditions and I. But I, I, you know, that doesn't feel comfortable. This leads to another question um, that I was thinking about, which is that as a performer, you just have to deal with so much rejection. And I'm wondering how you keep that from eating you up. 
I just let it go. I let it go. I, you know, I, early, early in my life, like, you know, by, you know, get on the phone with my mother. It's like, oh, you know, oh, I had an audition. Did you have any auditions? What, what audition? What'd you audition for? Like, I don't want to talk about what I auditioned for because right. it's gone. It's gone for me. I, you know, I'll have three days of intensive, like, you know, working on it and research and figuring out how does this person look and what it, and now it's all self tapes. So then, you know, I grab my daughter and we spend, you know, sometimes it's an hour or two, you know, because now you can do it over and over and over again so you like it mm -hmm. and um, work on these auditions, but then don't even ask me about it. It's, it's, it's gone. I don't, you know, I, nowadays and, you know, at my age, nobody's going to give you feedback. You get, you know, don't call up your agent and say, did they say anything? Mm -hmm. No, that's not going to happen. Things happen way too quick for, 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 for that now. And, you know, you can't, I never asked for a lot of handholding in that respect about, about, you know, the auditions. It's just like, I did what I did and, and let it go. And I've been that way for a long time. Um, hmm, that's so interesting. Now, we talked a little bit about um, how you would let your hair go gray during COVID before we started recording. Um, but I, I do want to go back to it because I was curious. Are, do you con are you concerned at all that this will affect the roles you get called for? Or do you feel like this is all part of your transition to character actor? Um, it's all part of my transition. Yeah, I'm concerned because because people have a different image. And if they haven't seen me in a long time, they have a different image of me when they're thinking of of casting and you know this might alter like then they're like oh wait a minute you know wait who is she now mm -hmm. um but i you know i'm really committed to it i'm super committed to it i i i don't want to go back to coloring i mean i i was i i had to color my if i was working i had to color my hair like every two and a half weeks just the, the roots you know mm -hmm. and it's expensive. It's you. Were, it was a constant like anxiety about like my roots, like covering them up, and you know, just where am I this? Where am I now? And timing it out, and you know, oh, I'm gonna shoot on shoot then, and like when do I do my color? And you know, um, and I had been wanting to do it for a long time, but finding the time to 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 you know to grow it out was really hard when you never know when you're going to work or when you're going to audition. So, uh, I guess, thank you, pandemic, um, for giving me, giving me that. And I just, uh, started growing it and I was like, well, let's see how far I can do it. And, and even then I was, I was doing auditions, doing self tapes with like, you know, three inches of roots. I was like, we're, we're all at home. We know this is happening. I'm not going to pretend it's not. And, um, and then, and my hair was long when I was growing it out. And I, you know, I was, I followed all these ladies on Instagram with the long, beautiful silver hair. And, you know, and that's really the, what I had in mind. Um, and uh, as I was saying before, I, you know, I even, I even like marked out this colorist who was the expert and was like, well, when can I go to him? And and then when he quoted me six thousand dollars, and I, mm -hmm. you know, in the middle of a pandemic, and I was unemployed, and I was like, maybe not. And, and that was the wait. I just interrupt you. And that was a colorist to bring you to make the transition from 
coloring your hair just to fully gray. So if somebody wanted to charge you $6,000 to make that transition look more natural? Yeah, that... to match to match your growth, to match your new growth. But, you know, I'm sitting at home not doing anything, so I was like, well, I'll just keep growing it. And I hadn't really planned to cut it all off until I just got to it had been uh eight months I guess eight months and and um I had about four four or five inches of growth and then I was like I just want it to be done and I chopped it all all off (laughs) and now let's take a quick break for some ads when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Support for Everything is Fine comes from Ritual. So I love Ritual. Everyone knows I love Ritual. I talk about Ritual all the time. I particularly love its daily, their daily multivitamin. And I also really have been enjoying their melatonin. But the thing I love most about Ritual is their Hyacera. It's a once daily skin supplement that's clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. In a clinical study, Hyacera led to 3.6 times reduction in crow's feet wrinkles within 90 days as compared to a placebo. Hyacera led to 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. You can enhance your skincare routine from the inside out with one daily capsule, essenced with soothing vanilla. I love Hyacera. It's been rigorously tested and validated. It's one of the industry-leading sustainability. It it meets, sorry, all of the industry-leading sustainability standards. You know I'm a beauty editor now. I am all about keeping my face plump, and Hyacera absolutely has done that for me. I've been on it for months. I don't even know how long, and I can really see a difference in the texture of my skin. My skin looks more juicy, I guess, is the best way to do it. Say it, do it. Uh, Okay. So you can start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash fine. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription to get today. That's ritual.com slash fine for 25% off. And we're back. So what advice would you give to a woman who wants to go gray but is scared? Well, um, look at a lot of pictures, first of all. Like, 
you know, if you just, you know, go hashtag silver on, 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 on you know, silver hair on the, on Instagram or, you know, or even, you know, just Google it, you'll see so many incredibly vibrant, gorgeous women with, you know, all, all kinds of different gray hair, you know, anything from silvery white to like iron gray. And it just looks so beautiful. And, you know, for, for women in our range also, you know, dark hair, dark hair like I had, which was pretty dark, that it's aging you next to your mm -hmm. face. It's, it, it is aging you. And I had tried to go lighter in, in, in different ways, but my hair always went orangey when I would try to go lighter. It's like, I, I you know, I'm not going to be blonde. I'm not going to go blonde. Um, and that, cause that it's just not going to work with my hair. Um, so this was my way of, of lightening up. You know, it's kind of an old adage that the hair should get lighter as you get older, just because it's like, it's, it's so harsh against your face. Um, and, uh, you know, so I'd say first look at a lot of pictures and see how gorgeous and, and happy these women are. And, um, you know, and then there's, there's like a lot of fun things you can do to, to kind of hide the regrowth. You can like do twists and little braids or, you know, or headbands or, or things, but just, just commit to it and own it. And, you know, and, um, purple shampoo. It also is very important because that will uh, keep your gray from going yellowy, which is not attractive, which is very old looking. <laughs> and um, so I, you know, I, I do the purple shampoo every couple of weeks, two or three weeks. It's interesting what you're saying about looking younger with gray hair, because I actually think that a lot of women do look kind of younger with gray hair. And, and this is not something you hear articulated very much. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I had that feeling. I had a feeling of, of, but, and also, you know, cutting it off. I was clinging. I, you know, I felt like because long hair is so the thing and because especially, you know, in the entertainment business and living in Hollywood, you know, everybody has this long, long hair and it's so gorgeous. And, and then people are putting in fake hair to make their hair long. Right. And, and it's this, you know, it's this weird thing now about like, we, you know, we have to, this fake hair and um not that I haven't worn like fake pieces on tv and stuff because that's what you do um you know fill it out um but um and also everybody should know that everybody with long hair on tv is wearing fake pieces in there I don't care who they are <laughs> they've got some pieces pinned in there um because that's it makes it look better longer it, it saves the hair people a lot of work other you know um so to to let go of the long hair i i really i felt like i was you know kind of clinging to some sexy image um or you know or youthful image that that i had grown out of and and uh so cutting it off actually did make cutting it off and making it silver it brightened me up you know, it brightened up my face. It brightened up my, you know, my being, I think. And, and, uh, and it does make me feel younger. 
You know, weirdly. you everything you're saying. I am I am you before you went gray. Like I have <laughs> I have long brown hair that the roots grow in in 2 weeks now, you know, and mm-hmm. my hair is naturally curly and I straighten it. Mm. And you know, <laughs> Jen was Jen was talking a few weeks ago on the podcast about how she feels like some parts of aging are like that scene in the movies when somebody's getting sucked out of an airplane and they're hanging onto the side <laughs> of the plane for dear life. And that is very much how I feel about my hair situation. Yeah, hair is so. It's just. It's. It's. You know, our entire lives, hair is so important. You know, the just the. The agony of a bar- bad haircut. It's you know, and that, and you say you have curly hair that you straighten, and when I was like, I, I want the curly <laughs> hair. My hair is like, my hair long is kind of n- neither here nor there. It's not straight and it's not curly. It's kind of got a wave to it. So I was always having to do something to it to be presentable. Um, so it's a lot of work, um, but but yeah, it's just you know. I, I, I just, I feel like go, go buy a, a, a wig, <laughs> go buy a cheap mm. wig and hang around your house with some silver hair on and see, see how, it, you know, see how it feels. Um, um, because when it's, when the upkeep of it is calling, causing you that much stress and, and taking so much of your time maybe it's time to let it go (laughs) yeah yeah no i think that's right but equally if you're having fun so i've seen this big movement for you know i I feel like whatever for letting your hair go gray and i feel like whatever makes you feel good and makes you feel liberated and you know like over the pandemic i learned to cut my own hair and dye my own hair and i've really been enjoying both of those things fantastic and i think i do think it's like whatever whatever's making you feel good just really being in tune with like am i doing this because i think i'm supposed to or am i really enjoying this like beautification of my body you know am i like what what is making me feel genuinely beautiful and being in tune with that rather than the idea of what you're supposed to do or an obligation of you know a societal obligation of beauty Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. What would happen if tomorrow you got a phone call and it was your absolute dream job and you didn't even have to audition because they loved you so much and all you had to do was dye your hair brown again? Uh, I, I, I would first, I would have to like, you know, experiment with temporaries, I guess. But I think at first I would pitch a wig. I would say I'd even pay for the wig. I, you know, um, um, I don't That's want a good anything answer. happen. I don't want, like, <laughs> you know, what's like every once in a while I think about like the, all this hair in my head right now is like less than a year old. Like, it's just like brand new hair mm-hmm. and nothing's ever been done to it. And, you know, so like I said, I'm as precious about it as I was when it, I had the, you know, long long tresses um right yeah um i'm gonna change direction here a little bit because you know you're an actress and you've been an actress for a long time and you've you've been through the the me too movement right Mm -hmm. do you think that the me too movement has significantly changed things for women in hollywood it's hard for me to say because i'm not 
out there so much. I, um, I think it has. I, you know, I know, like, you know, SAG-AFTRA has a lot of new things in, in place and not a lot of new protocols in place. Um, so, you know, there's, there's these uh, safeguards on sets now. Um, they have the, the intimacy coordinators and everything, which is like a weird concept, you know, if you haven't, you know, if you've been in the business uh, as long as I have and have done as many sex scenes as I have, um, that like, oh, wait, there's this other person who's going to be there to help us figure out what to do. How's that? What? What do I need that Mm. for? But, you know, but it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Um, Have you seen a difference in the quality of roles for women since you started out as an actor? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, but but it's hard to say because when you start out as an actor, you're a pretty young thing. Um, Mm -hmm. and you get the pretty, you know, a lot of the roles are the pretty young thing roles. Um, um, uh, and, but I had, you know, I started out in soap operas and that, that's, you know, people put that kind of work down but that is some grueling work that delves into a lot of social issues and you know I don't I had storylines that you know were were pretty intense and that you know had a had a a lot a huge arc to them um and that was when I was in my 20s and um I, in my thirties, I, you know, was doing a lot of like independent films and small, small, small independent films. Um, so, you know, I was getting to do some pretty weighty work with those too. Um, but yeah, as the world has changed as, as the world has changed and women have filled more positions and places, you know, in the world, the way, you know, take, taken hold of, uh, you know, careers that men previously, you know, had their hands on. Um, I think there's been more places for women to be in, depicted in uh, film and television as well, as well as theater. I mean, well, theater always had the best roles for women, but but television, I would say, is second best. Uh, um, you know, I, I think, in, and that's, long been that way um but you know it's for 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 a woman as she gets older I think you you know you if you grow out of the 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 pretty young thing phase or the the you know the the um the sex object phase the roles do get richer um I like I personally like you know, tend to be attracted to the roles that deal with, you know, fam, family relationships. That's why I was so into, uh, kingdom and, and interrogation, which you mentioned before, but, um, you know, was a story about a true life crime, uh, family, you know, crime where a young man 
may or may not have murdered his mother. Um, I was playing the mother. Um, so, I, I yeah, I think roles have gotten better. I think they need to get even more better. <laughs> right, right. What would you still like to do? Like, what is your dream? What would you still like to do as an actress? What have you not done that you would like to do? Um, I want to do a show. <laughs> I want to show do a show like The Durls of, of Corfu, which I recently watched. It's an older, it's been, it came out a few years ago, but it's a, it was on PBS and I like, it's set, you know, it's set in Greece on an island and a fan and it's family drama. And, um, I'd like to do something that's maybe, you know, a little bit funnier than what I usually do. Like, I, I'm not a, a, a comic actress, um, I, 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 but, um, but I like the humor of life, you know? Um, so something that's, you know, a little maybe less down in the gutter and a little more, you know, family-oriented, good-humored sort of thing. Um, uh, you know, I like the idea of, I, I, I'm, I, I'm drawn to these sort of, I haven't played one. I, I play the mean mother a lot of times, mm -hmm. <laughs> or, um, I like to play the earth mother. Um, yeah, I, I always seem to get cast of mother, mothers, troubled mothers of boys, Hmm. Which is weird because I have a daughter. <laughs> right. Um, speaking speaking of your daughter, she's seventeen, right? Mm -hmm. If she came to you today and said, "I want to be an actress," what would your reaction be? Um, I'd be I'd be for it. <laughs> she sort of is an actress. I mean, she's been at, she's been doing uh, theater within school for ever since she was you know, six years old. Um, so she has, she's a musical actress. She's a singer, which I'm not at all. Um, so she's really uh, talented in, in musical theater, but does other theater as well. So I've seen her perform a lot and I think she's very good. And she wants to study theater but and media studies, um, which is a like, you know, a thing that, I never heard of <laughs> until she was going to wanted to study it. Um, so, uh, so I, yeah, I would support her. I think that she has certainly seen the downsides of it in, you know, witnessed it in, in my life. Um, but when you get to do it, it's fantastic. <laughs> when you're yeah. up, you're up, but it is, you know, the, the, when you're in the doldrums, it's, it's really hard. It's, it is really hard. You need to find, find things to, uh, fill your time. That's great. Well, that seems like as good a spot as any to wrap this up. Joanna, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you, Joanna. And you're on Instagram. Where can our listeners find you on Instagram? What is your handle? It's Joanna Going, simple right. as can be. And I, on Twitter, it's Joanna Going One. But really, you know, I'm more active on Instagram. Aren't we all? Twitter's scary. <laughs> it's more fun. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening to Everything is Fine. We are your hosts. I'm Jen Romolini. And I'm Kim France. 
If you want to support the show, please join our Patreon at patreon.com backslash everything'sfine. And be sure to rate and review the show on all the platforms, which really makes a difference. You can follow our Instagram at EIF Podcast. Email us at everythingisfinepodcast at gmail. And you can find Kim on her blog, girlsofacertainage.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.